I, I, always, I like it tight. I'm always fucking with my mic. I'm always doing this I shit. I like them young and I like them tight. Get there before the hair does. Oh my. I threw up in my mouth. Oh my. <laughs> oh my god. Get there before what the happened? hair does. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> we are recording, so that's going to be the opening line to this no. podcast. Right no. Then. People's, Why not? People's mothers listen to this. My mom so? doesn't anymore. Yo, oh, yeah? Really? Yeah, she's like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> no. Well, um, that's all right. The Coaches Collaboration Podcast. Hey, this is Josh Pearson. Performance specialist with the complete athlete. This is Cole Warren. Certified USAPL club coach and owner of Salutum Health and Performance. Each week, Cole and Josh will take you through training techniques and tips, talk to athletes and fitness professionals to educate and motivate you for your fitness goals. Plus, you'll follow the journeys of Team Salutum Powerlifting and get complete athletes. The Coaches Collaboration Podcast is brought to you by Salutum Health and Performance. Take your full power potential to a new level. Online powerlifting coaching. Customized programming to fit your individual needs and goals. Access to a coach 24-7. Whether you need a quick form check or a full program, Salutum Health and Performance has one goal in mind, taking you to the next level. Got a meet coming up? Ask about on-site coaching. Join the team that's setting records across the powerlifting community. Team Salutum Powerlifting with Salutum Health and Performance. Online at SalutumHP.com. SalutumHP.com. And now, the Coaches Collaboration Podcast. Kip's going to go up a little All bit. All right, Kip, you got to give us a hype up song. Yeah, what's your hype song? It can't dude? be some shit either. I'm just kidding. Well, don't go by that because Josh yeah. is the worst shit litmus test when it comes to yeah. music. Yeah, he has a weird fucking taste. I well, have a weird taste. My hype is pretty basic. Um, it's a Starbucks coffee? Yeah. Nice. Um, I Where's, think. Hey, where the fuck is Kip's Green Monster? Oh it's shit! It's in I'll the fucking fridge. I'll go get it, man. Jesus. So I think right now my ultimate hype song is called Lux Gemini Syndrome. I think it's called. Ooh, is this like an EDM dubstep song? I think it's foreign. I don't Ooh, even okay. know. I got it from Bonica. What? Hell yeah! He knows how to Okay, everybody, crack it once. Okay, one, two, three. Synchronize your. Ooh, did you see that? It was pretty. Kips was already open. Yeah. Start to, just pour that shit into your ice mountain and just <laughs> get to work. Dude, we almost made a monster wop this weekend for uh for our big lift. It's where you take like ten varieties of wop and pour it all over ice and d- divide it out. You mean ten varieties of monster? Of monster and make one big wop. Yes, I'm sorry. My bad. Building. This sounds sweet. Building. This makes me feel like I'm putting on expensive shoes. It's good for a single. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. It's a super adrenaline rushing. Wrapping up wrist right now. Oh yeah, it's perfect. Totally gets that blood pumping and you feel the hair like you on the back of your in neck. Your head. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Especially at three times this volume. And it gets better. Oh, I bet. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's good. So we might have to use this in one of our like videos. Yeah, I like it for sure. Yeah, and then when you have your own beats or, or buds in, and you have it like connected right to your head. Oh the, yeah, the, the, and you oh, can yeah. like it's, you can feel the spatial yeah. like. Oh yeah, uh, I totally get into my own yeah. zone. So. You guys ever listen to the extended version of Twisted Transistor, where it like goes around your head at the yeah, beginning? Yeah, I think so. That fucks me up every time because it's like. It's the only time you'll see Josh start to look cross-eyed and pass out right <laughs> yeah. before a snatch. It's just like, ah. well, remember he has that, 
He has that. Do I sound weird? Check, check, you check. You do. You sound there. like you're in a. There tunnel. we go. He has that history of like spazzing out and having seizures during songs. <laughs> Shut it. Do you really? Were you not fucking here when we oh, talked about it? Jesus. Dude. Jesus. Remember he talked about him doing K2 and then he like seized in my parents' was basement. Was listening to Bud's dubstep and like started yeah. having like a. Oh, wait a second. Is this right after you did the full round of beach body workouts? Before. Was this back when you were this doing drugs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that song Blacker Than Black that I made oh, you okay. guys listen yep, to. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, that creepy super... fucking dubstep song. See, I just put it all into Josh Does Roids. Yeah, that was so that episode. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really pick episode. it up the way it's I probably should have. Yeah. I, There's a. <laughs> I gotta start paying for YouTube, you guys. Yeah, this is a some of the ads joke. are ridiculous. Uh, uh, so. So what's good? What's good? We are here today with Kip. Kip, aka Cows and Kilos. Yes. AKA Equipped Power Lifter. Kilos. How yep. did you get that name? AKA uh, Blue well, Short Guy. I mean, we all try to come up with that catchy phrase, yeah. but. Uh, you know, my life revolves around cows and powerlifting, so trying to, it just, you know, rhymed kind Boom. of. Boom, yeah. cows and kilos. Josh, I just, I want you to know this is real cows. This is not like slang for women or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I know no, you're a city no, dude. Yeah. You're a city dude. Yeah. I just need you yeah. to know. Well, I mean, we don't As really... an actual moo so, cows on four legs. Right. Shut your mouth. Is that That's c- not funny. cows with a K, too? Uh, to keep it real no, catchy? Like no. Caffeine kilos? No, so I'm, I'm actually a dairy farmer oh, by cool. trade. Yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, then I try to fit powerlifting in there, mm. so it's not easy. But just benching those cows. Huh? Yes, yeah, yes. Here you. come all the uh, here come all those shafts the... up their ass and just get to work. Jesus, <laughs> dude, is what? that what you think dairy farming is? I've been on dairy farms before. You yes. have? Yes, I have. I assume you have just a huge <laughs> barn, right? So you yeah. just walk up and you're double fisted cows. What kind of dairy farm was that? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I should have known. Those I should have known coming milkers. into here that we we talk about cows and he's yeah. gonna go right into yeah, right. fisting just, cows and that? having sex well, with hey. cows or. Maybe not having sex with them. But well, yeah. you would. Right? <laughs> you I would go that far. Would. Dude, you're acting you like a stretch. You ever see those milkers? Those fucking automated milkers? Yeah, I have. Oh, fuck. Those things suck real good. Or get, pump. See? Get a, Did I know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get a circle jerk going real fast. It's great. Jesus Christ. Four dude. at once, man. There's four of them. So, but yeah, I... Uh, do you butcher cows, too, and... No, not personally. Okay, okay. But we, but we do send them off to slaughter yeah, to yeah. go into into the meat market. Yep. So, so um, are you on like a big, uh, just like a big farm? That do you are you just like a you work at the farm? Do you live on the farm? Do you? Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm a manager at a 300 cow dairy. Okay. I spent uh, six years owning my own farm mm. that was only about 60 cows. Okay. But I've worked anywhere from uh, 25 cows to 2,000 cows mm. on a Holy dairy. Smokes. Jeez. Yep. That's nuts. 60 is a lot. I think the dairy farm I was on was 60 or 80. Yes. Yeah. My <laughs> my 60 cow dairy was a lot of yeah. work. Right. Yeah. Twice Especially a day. Especially I milk three. Three times a day. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So every eight hours mm-hmm. we had to milk. Oh, God. That's Jesus. Getting that's, up at the ass crack of dawn right yeah, there. That's like not even... How do you schedule that? Like you just fucking don't sleep? Yeah. Um, (laughs) I, I, I started out at 25 cows and then about two years in, I moved South to another facility Mm -hmm. and I expanded from, uh, 30 to 60. Mm. And, and when I first did that, uh, I was doing all the work myself and I was 
I was trucking all the feed in. Oh shit! Because yeah. I had nothing on the on the farm. Mm-hmm. So at that time, for six months, I worked twenty to twenty two hours every day. Yeah, I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. Bad. There's... Yeah. And it was, and that's no bullshit. Yeah, you didn't have any fields or anything to. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so yeah, you're shoveling but, I mean, all just, that feed but and... just the amount of work to go through right. and feed milk, take care of young stock, and, right. and everything that comes comes with that trucking. Um, it was literally six months of 20 to 22 hours every That's day. That's fucking insane. No and wonder you moved on from that. Holy yeah. shit. Well, I actually ended up losing it. That's how oh, I... Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because of the, the dairy market took a took a very bad turn. Oh, okay. Um, but, I mean, I was very successful. The farm is, it itself was successful, but financially it failed. Right, right. And the dairy industry is one of those professions, is probably one of the only professions where you can do everything right and still fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nuts. Yep. And so for me, I'm a Finnish carpenter, right? So I do specifically ceilings, right? But I feel like for your work, like the second you get everything quote unquote done, you got to restart and do everything again. Like for me, when like I get done with the day, I can look back and I can see exactly what I did because it looks different than it did before. But for you, it's just cyclical, like do the same shit. And dairy, dairy is its own uh, kind of crazy because it's 365, 24 7, 365. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah Christmas Day, you're still milking. Absolutely. Yeah. I haven't had, haven't had a holiday in a long time. Yeah. yeah. A very long time. Uh, so <laughs> it. Uh, That's just kind of the nature of the business then, though, huh? Yeah. You, it's a lifestyle. I oh, mean, for sure. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we talk about it as fitness. It, it just the discipline mm-hmm. of getting into the gym and everything. Um, for me, that's that's life. Right. Is you get up every day and you're doing the same thing. Like this weekend, this weekend is my third weekend off this year. And because when I have Jeez. off from work, I have it filled in with powerlifting meets or right. anything right. else. So yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is my third meet that I've had to myself. Wow. This weekend and and, but what to me like that's. I spent years. I had no time off. Right. I went years without a day. So, like when we when we, when people talk about they can't get to the gym, or right. people talk about like they don't have the the motivation to to go in or the discipline. I mean, it's Kip's over here like fucking. Pony yeah, up, you, yeah. You guys are <laughs> puss ass bitches. Get to the gym. And, and people well, milk sixty cows and then go deadlift. Well, they bitch. well they all have time to watch Netflix right. or or Hulu or whatever it may be. Mm. I. I'm I'm finally taking some time for myself to catch up on the Marvels before Endgame comes out. Yeah, That's the, this go. is the most TV I have watched in probably ten years. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. So. Uh, well, that I mean, at least you've gotten yourself to the point now where you can at least have a little bit of time off. But that's one thing I've experienced too, is because you know being a student, like you just have way more time, and like getting to the gym, like it wasn't. A hassle and I looked forward to it every single day whereas now when I'm working 40 plus hours a week and I commute three hours a day and it's uh it's a little different perspective yeah I mean you really realize like if you have a passion for this shit or not absolutely because it's easy and I've I've said this to people that I know I'm like I now I understand how people can fall off of the gym like well and I, I don't think the the sub junior juniors don't really realize why they don't get the credibility from the opens yeah because it takes a lot to live what you want to call the open lifestyle where you're actually trying to have a career 
have a relationship, right. have a family. Yeah. You're doing all these things. You're not at campus. You're not at school. Your girlfriend isn't just down, you know, however right. far away, right. you know, because that's your life. Right. Where when you're in open, it's hard to make a minority your priority because yeah. really to you're keep, giving up a to lot keep more to keep progressing. You have to you have to sacrifice a lot and, and commit more time. To and a lot of them aren't willing to do that today. Right. Well, and that's one thing, too, is like as you get further into the game and have been doing this for a longer time, then you, it's, it becomes more, you need to give more and more time in order to see the progress that you want versus just being able to go work out in the gym and do three sets of five and get stronger every day. And that's why a lot of them fall off. Yeah, because right. they hit that plateau. And when you have to, when you have to do the extra work and do all and actually freaking make sure your diet's right and do all that all the all the shit that people don't like to talk about that's what actually makes it hard mm. anyone can go in and fucking lift weights like it's really not that difficult but absolutely past those newbie gains you know right once those are gone yeah now you have to put in some time yeah so how have you structured your training now obviously you don't get bored doing the same thing over and over again do you structure it where it's kind of a day-by-day -day thing do you have block programming that you do or how do you deal with tough days how do you so i always i always have a coach um yeah. i i feel like i'm pretty well rounded in my knowledge for you know i've been in this a long time now mm -hmm. but it's always good for me to have a coach to keep me accountable give me sense of direction have that other pair of eyes i mean i'm always i'm i'm such a perfectionist on my form and over time my body is i wouldn't say it's not aging well but uh, it takes a beating, yeah. Especially yeah, yeah. like this last winter here in the Midwest. Um, I'm outside all day, every day. So, anyway, yeah. You know, I was putting in 12 hour, 12, 14 hour days with that negative 50, 60 below wind chill, right. and then I'm driving to the gym and trying to train. I mean, you want to talk about hell? That's exactly. hell on the body. Um, and nutritional help. Um, so I always have a coach, but. Uh, I've been trying a lot of different things the last few years. So I did take a small break okay. from when I originally started. And ever since I came back, I've been trying to figure out ways how can I do this um, and keep progressing when my biggest limitations are my sleep. Because I, I don't sleep enough. I know that uh, for a long time I didn't eat enough. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm starting to get things to click, how can I make things work? So now uh, this year, since January, I went to a six days a week okay. program. Um, where it went to three days a week benching, two two days squatting, and one day deadlifting, and so what we did is we tried to minimize the amount of vol the, the amount of intensity and bring in frequency and volume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To try to to minimize just the beating on your body right. overall. Yes, that, try to try to try to get in work right. that we could recover from because right. what I was doing. Um, I was doing three days a week, and I was putting the putting these big giant SBD days. Mm -hmm. And you'd be just destroyed for like two, three days after that because and you, two days later I'd try to come in and train and again, again yeah, and yeah. I'm just smoked. Right. So you're taking that same intensity and just leveling it out for six days. Yeah. So I and then you can predict it better too, right? Even on a really tough day on the farm, you can still come in and expect to hit somewhere in the ballpark. Well, and the other thing that I've done is I went to RPE program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> That's really seemed to help. It's taken me a long time to learn it, and I know mm -hmm. me and Cole have talked in the past about how do I how do I learn this system because you go into it with a mindset of all right, this is where I'm at, blah blah blah. Um, but every day is different, and so like right now, I've I would think that my coach has kind of backed me down to a lot of six and sevens, mm -hmm. um, just so that way we're working at uh, a workload that it's still 
getting in the full sets and reps. We're getting the work done and still getting some work in that I can recover from. Um, and then uh, it's almost like, especially for someone in your position and like as a coach too, you almost have to find that balance of just the least amount of volume possible to still see progress. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're the type of athlete where it's like you you can't really push you that hard because it's going to pull from everything else and you're going right. to end up possibly like hurting yourself because you're so you, you just have so much shit going on. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, what can we do to like push you just enough where we're seeing progress but not too much where we push that red line and kind of Absolutely. And especially with squat squat and deadlift because um, right now I'm squatting, <clears throat> squatting on Mondays, and then I come back and deadlift on Wednesdays. And what will happen is if I have a big enough squat day, I my deadlift day will be completely yeah. garbage. Yeah, like yeah. if you overshoot on that squat day, it's it's tough to come back to. I, I have the same schedule, and I'm the same way. Like if I overshoot on that squat day right away, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm feeling like a million bucks driving home from that squat workout. Right, I'm right. like, wow, that one fucking sweet, you know? Yeah. And then Wednesday comes around, and it's just like. Yeah, yeah well, I'm that squat that workout squat was right. that was that was really <laughs> worth it. Now, so now have your workouts you going to six days a week? Are they a lot shorter yeah. than they were? Okay, yeah. so how so compare when you were three times a week to six? Like how long were they? So and, right now, I my my bench days are probably the quickest. I can get okay. them down to an hour. Okay, yeah. um, deadlifts or uh, squats and deadlifts can be down to two two to three. I mean, my SBD days they were taking three four. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, after, and you're just grinding that tank. Oh yeah. Dying. By the time I was at the end of those workouts, I mean, I'm just dead. And then I have an hour plus drive home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then work. you got to wake up early in the morning and get yep, to work at three yeah. 30 every yeah. day. And I assume you're not the type that even if you feel bad, you're going to slow down at work. I'm sure no. at work, you work no matter what. Yeah, no, right. There's yeah. no slowing down. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. It doesn't matter how hard, like, that's the thing too, is I'm in the same, I'm in the same boat. No one at fucking work gives a fuck about what you did in the gym the night right. before. Absolutely. They're like, just fucking do it. Or they'd say, shit. don't go to the gym then. Right. You exactly. need to be here and work. Right. As we all know, people that aren't part of the industry will don't understand and will never understand. Right. So you can't expect sympathy or empathy right. from anybody. Yeah. I mean, you as an open, you have to change your mindset that nobody really cares outside the gym. And yeah. Nobody does. Yeah. I and, mean, really. And, and that's so true. That's what I've, I mean, I've been experiencing that too. Just like I said, getting out in the real world in that workforce. And it's like, literally, no, it doesn't matter. Like being as strong as I am has no, like, effect on how well I can do my job like how well I can do my job is totally separate and no no one (laughs) at work gives a fuck about how much you bench as long as you're fucking fast and good at what you do right yeah yeah and and, and talking about uh going back to talking about intensity I actually endured probably the biggest injury that I have had uh hurting my neck oh okay last summer and I think a lot of that came from not being able to manage the amount of intensity that I was trying to train with in the kind of conditions that I was at at work. Um, and so what happened was it was a really, really hot week and we were outside working and, you know, doing whatever we do. And um, after I sold my herd, I did concrete. Mm. And one day, the one day I got heat stress or heat uh, overheated mm-hmm. and I got sick. And ever since then, I've been a little, a little sensitive to heat. And so this was at the end of that week, and I simply got too hot mm-hmm. and went home, tried to recover, and I know I wasn't recovered enough and went in for, 
you know, that big Sunday squat workout that I had and, and, uh, I was doing, I don't know, some heavy, heavy volume towards the end of it. I could feel a pull on my neck. Mm. And so the right side of my right side of my neck, I strained it. So I sat out for, you know, 15 minutes then came right, back and right. finished the workout. Oh, it's my neck. It's not my knee or my <laughs> right. leg or anything. You know? Just put the well, bar lower dead. and get to work. I wasn't you know? dead. So right, I mean, why exactly. wouldn't you keep going? Right. Exactly. Well, the next day I, came, I went to work, came back in and I started rowing because that's what I do for my activation. And uh, it started flaring up again. I thought, oh, I just need an adjustment. Yeah. So I went, uh, went and seen a chiropractor and sat down and... Oh yeah, it looks me over and a couple cranks here and there, and I walked out and I'm like, that wasn't a very good adjustment. No, right. <laughs> you were not feeling any you relief. You shouldn't be walking out the door worse than you walked right. in the door. So, or leaving thinking I need another chiropractor. Yes. Yeah. So then I went and deadlifted. Oh, because oh, yeah. because naturally you just, yeah. I mean, you, you just don't. It's stop. just my stiff neck. No big deal. Yeah. Fuck it. So I got home that night and my vision was blurry. Oh what? shit. Yeah, I got home, and you know how you wake up in the morning, your eyes are fuzzy, and you're yeah. just like trying to rub it out, yeah. trying to get yeah. the get the shit out. Oh, I try to rub it out all the time. I God, saw that look on you. I saw that look on you, bro. You were like, perfect time. Got it. God, you had to yeah. take it from me, didn't you? Just yeah, take the glory. We need a, keep your fucking mic off. Damn it. We need a, that's what she said, sound drop, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, that's what Josh said. Yeah, right? But so your vision's blurry. So that's my vision, what she my said vision, then. my vision got blurry. Um, and I'm like, this ain't good. Mm-hmm. This is not good. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so then, then his better. face started to slump. Started oh, well, slurring well, his words. It kind of goes along those oh, along those lines. So so then the next day, I talked to a friend of mine at American Strength, and he goes, "Oh, well, go see my my chiropractor." Okay. So this was a chiropractor right in deep St. St. Paul, mm-hmm. athletic chiropractor and everything. So went and seen her and told her my conditions and everything. And she sits there and goes, well, I'm not going to touch you. And I go, what do you mean? Yeah. She goes, well, I think you need to go to the hospital right now. You had a stroke. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> what? No she goes, shit. I, th- I think you got a stroke. And I'm just... No, I. There's no. You're well. So in your then, mind, you're I, stronger so than then she wouldn't. She wouldn't even let me leave. Oh shit. Yeah. So I had to have somebody come and pick me up. Went to urgent care, and got checked out. They cleared me of a stroke, which I knew was not it. But right. okay. So then immediately following that, I still my vision was still blurry, mm-hmm. and uh, so then I started making trips down to Madison. Oh jeez. Uh, to see my old chiropractor because I couldn't find anybody relatively right. around the cities. Um. And uh, so the, he he said I, that that chiropractor sprained it. Long story short, that chiropractor wow. sprained my neck. And there, I mean, everything so much is affected, um, so much is connected and, and infected or affected by the back of your neck. Yeah, and vision is one of them. Right. Um, wow. So then, uh, to speed it up, uh, my friend Mariah Ham, mm-hmm. she also was enduring some troubles with injuries and stuff, and she found a good chiropractor over in White Bear Lake. Mm. So with that, I got free x-rays, and we got to see what was going on, and um, now you see me wearing glasses because it never went back. No shit. Yeah. You have to wear glasses now because some fucking asshole. Yeah. Yep. True wow. story. Oh, shit. I just, I've never heard of anything I've like never, that. No, no, no. I mean, I've heard of sprained necks before, but I've never had it associated with vision loss yep. to the point where, how long ago was this? 
Last August. Last August. A year ago almost. Yep. Holy shit, man. Yeah. And you're stuck wearing glasses. Oh, fuck that. So guy. that happened in so last that happened last Where does August. this guy live? What? <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to say it. Oh, say it's it on one air. Of the, it's one of the reasons though that I've always said that, you know, chiropractors are like shoes. A certain chiropractor's gonna fit a certain person a certain oh. way. I was like, you know what, what I mean? Like But the, but at the same time, I mean there's shitty chiropractors. It could have been an oops too. You know Yeah, but Car, I mean, you're when you're a chiropractor, you're dealing because I have heard of people having strokes right on the table. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard of it people. happens. Jesus, yeah. that's probably why I she. That's not. probably why she made you stay where you were and wouldn't let you leave. Because if she had adjusted you that day with the symptoms you were having, she, she could have made liable. it so. Yeah. She could have killed you. I mean, right. who knows? Well, that's what she was afraid of. And her husband had just gone through a stroke, so mm. she was really paranoid. Yeah. Um. Fuck, but man. yeah, it. Um, that's it crazy. Not something. I well, you know go what? Those again. glasses fit your face. Hey, there thanks. you go. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Couldn't even tell. Josh with the love. Yeah, yeah. right there. Uh, right but there. no, but I mean it's, that is so odd though. Yeah. God but, damn. And from there, it took me. Uh, it wasn't until uh, January I really got squatting again. Um, and when to bring this full circle, three talk, months ago. Oh yeah. And, yeah, and and if you've been following me, like I just started going back to comp squad uh, yeah. this last month. So you were high mm-hmm. bar for this whole time, or no safety? Because I've had I've got other issues too. Um, He's got all the issues. I got, oh my god, I knew we connected I on got, some level. I, I figured got, out what it is. I got more issues I, no, than a I, newsstand. Yeah. No, oh my <laughs> So I was I tried doing wide stance. Okay. Um, but my hips decided fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so especially I went, if you're trying to use the same weight. Well, that was the other frustrating part because I did not have near the strength right. at, at a wide stance. Right. Because naturally, my my comp is super narrow. Okay. Super narrow, uh, low bar. Um, and then I tried going out to, I tried going out to my actually my old hybrid sumo stance. Oh, okay. So that's really wide. Yeah. Right. For a and, squat, yeah. Especially yep. if you haven't done it in a long time. Right. And it just it wasn't working because always I always struggle. To get good glute um, and uh, lower body activation, mm-hmm. getting things to fire well. Well, I spent so much time in my hybrid sumo that I really got a good pattern down where I got things to turn on and click. So that's why I went to that right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it, I mean, in turn though, like that actually worked out pretty well because I think it crossed over to my deadlift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I actually have it in as an accessory lift. So yeah, but, and uh, Kip's got a deadlift on him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just shitty hand grip. Just a <laughs> shitty hand grip. You what? think those years of milk and them cows, you'd have better grip? Complete. He doesn't actually fucking yeah, pull I get teeth. It. No, it's a joke. Well, you got, but, we, but we do. It's a hard life picking but rocks and pulling teats. Pulling those act- suction cups off? For sure. No, actually, okay. So I started farming, like actually helping and working when I was ten. Okay, and I turned thirty this year, so I've been doing this shit. For I a told long time. you he was twenty nine, bitch. Yeah. And, and you were still wrong because he's 30. Oh, no, I, I am 29. I turned 30 this turning summer. Turning 30. Oh. But when you when you milk cows, okay, if we're going to give people a uh, farm life education hear lesson it. here, when you prep a cow, you have to, you have to clean them and disinfect yep. them. Well, when you do that, you also check for um, bacterial infections called mastitis. So you actually hand milk or strip the cow three or four times. Right. push a little through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Push a little through, <laughs> just like that. Move that bitch up. So I had figured out, because when I had my farm, I would always give my employee his day off on Thursday, and then however it managed to be, I'd pull on Fridays. When I was milking on my own, I couldn't hang on to 500. 
Oh, that wow. amount of repetition right. yeah, just, just fries, fries your forearms. Yeah. And um, pull it up. Pull it, somebody pull up a calculator where I had 60 cows. Yep, four te- teats. Four teats. Pull it a bunch hold of on, times. Hold on. 750 okay. because you did it three times a day. So 60, 60 cows four. with four teats. Then you got four squirts. Oh, four squirts. <laughs> yep. If you want to go that, yeah. It's about 3,000. So, uh, so then do that. No, it's 960. No, because you got to do it three times a day. Oh, yeah. hold oh, on. You're way ahead of us. Jesus, yep. you're fuck. smart. It's 2,880. What did I say? It's above 3,000. Let's move on. Hey, so now, respect. <clears throat> Jesus. So now, where are you when I have to do plate math? Uh, when Someone ta- almost got when a 25. You talk about repetitive motion, and that's if and you did it perfectly. You know, you might have to pull it five times. You know, ex- if you mess up. I mean, up, so. this is you know, it's so weird how we are talking about this, but really, as far as an athlete trying to right. have a profession. That's one of the big things that I struggle with yeah. because I'm trying to do this job, and when you're when you're going through a, a repetition of uh, what you, of locomotion or whatever you want to call it, I mean it yeah. kills you. Yeah, I mean, same, yeah, so, same thing with cabinet makers with screw guns. Yeah, that my, one uh, arm just sucks. And so, so dad, I was actually yeah. like, right now I go see a massage therapist for sure every single week. Really, and I've been seeing him for. Years wow. I, before, yeah, before I really came back into powerlifting, I yeah. started seeing because my arms were on fire. Yeah, elbows too. I bet. Yeah, my, uh, uh, not too bad not with too the bad. elbows, but my forearms. Just, yeah. I mean, they're just trash. Yeah, and so it's nice. Like now, I'm finally getting to a point where they're recovering, and I'm trying to bring in some strength training just for my mm-hmm. forearms, where we're trying to hold on to 700. But right. um, as an equipped lifter, I'm actually now beyond my strength is actually yep. beyond what I can even pull raw. Yeah. So it's it's super frustrating, but I mean it's one of the things that you have to take in factor when I you're... can yeah, and I can totally relate to that right now too because I'm so oh my my, my pec injury I think it, I deduced down that I, it has something to do with pulling mixed grip, but uh, so I've been messing around with hook grip, and for what I, like my hook grip is fine, but when I pull when I deadlift and I pull it up, my fingers get caught on my legs and it kind of undoes my grip and since i live in that's a, exactly what happens yeah me. since i work out at a freaking globo gym i can't use baby powder so i don't know if that helps me or not yet it's just because i haven't been able to use it um so that's why i'll pull like i i pulled up to i pulled 585 with hook grip and the grip is totally fine until i literally undo my own grip on my legs and my legs have scratches on them because I, my i've nails, had my yeah. I've not I don't get bloody shins now. I get bloody quads. Yeah, same here. So um and then I mean the other day I pulled six seventy five like freaking I seen that. Yeah, like ridiculous. So it's it's frustrating when there's that little grip thing. Yeah. That it's like, okay, well I know the strength is there, but this little fucking thing I just can't. It's hold so frustrating. The bar. Having yeah. shitty grip is the probably one of the most frustrating things because you'll if, especially when you're healthy. Yeah. You're yeah. healthy and you know you can pull this shit, but you can't hold on to save your life. Yeah. Like your life will depend on know. this and, and you can't fucking hold on. It's like, and it's like those freaking straps, man. They're just in your bag, just like, hey, use me, use me now. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, no, I'm not going to fucking use my well, straps. And, and I think for people that really struggle with hand grip, it gives you anxiety on comp day. Oh, yeah. Because, like, and for me, my hands sweat. Mm-hmm. So now I've gone to liquid shock okay. that with the alcohol, it dries them out okay. But I've had it where I bombed out in a meet because they were sweating so bad. Really? I did I did a summer meet and I could not get 
things under control where I wow. couldn't hold on to the damn bar. Right. And wow. it was no Alico or anything either where you right. had some gnarling. The teeth, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, my my skin is like leather, so mm-hmm. I'm like, give me all the fucking gnarling. Yep. Right. Yeah, Let yeah, me yeah. dig into them. Let it bleed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I can only imagine if you're even... One percent nervous that you can't hold on to the bar. Yeah, then that's it already in your move. head too. Yeah, it might right. Not so you off. so you have to be extra conservative on that opener. Yep. Then you actually have to be conservative on that second mm. and set yourself up. All right, can we hold on to to the third attempt? Can we make day? a big right. jump? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah. this is why I don't know my attempts ever. Like this is what's so great about having Cole or in general having a coach there. Cause I'll just look at him and go, he's not going to be dumb enough to put something on the bar that is going to be so ridiculous. I'll never be able to lift it. And so I will totally, I do the same thing. I get in my head about it if I know what it is. And I was going to say, it's so funny. You guys bring up grip because even when we had Sullivan on the cast, right before the Arnold, that was his big thing. He yeah. knew once he hit 650 that there was a really strong chance. He was, he's losing it. And I remember watching it going, come on. Scott come on and and it was great it was totally the grip it wasn't anything else like he had that lift he is strong enough to lift it and it was grip so my question is what the fuck do you do to fix that or do you just keep going and pray it works like what can you do to actually increase your grip strength so I mean it depends because in Kip's situation it's not like you can make him do farmer carries or anything. Right. Know, because he doesn't remember well, the overuse is the issue. Already. Yeah. yeah, overuse is already the issue. So right. it's like, well, we're not gonna have you do more. And shit. it's hard when you have muscles that are overused or you know, they're they're at the point of strain, it's hard to build strength in that yeah. muscle yeah. group. Yeah, it's yeah. not like I could say, Okay, Kip, all I want you to do is I'm gonna Set it up where it's really easy for you to grab something and hold on to it. If they're overused, it's you're not going to get anything. So does that maybe mean you, this is going to sound really funny and this is going to sound really stupid probably, but would you potentially, if you know you're coming up on big deadlifts, would you potentially deload a little bit more for that muscle group? I mean, would you literally be like, I'm going to deload a little longer off my deads? <coughs> or would you maybe decide you're going to use straps a little bit more, like an extra week out? To help deload and deload some of the well, the gnarliness on those muscles. What I do is I try to focus on um, doing less at work. Yeah, you know, try it. I every, shit. I try to do that every day. Well, I mean, everything <laughs> everything that I do every day, I try to really put into uh, perspective. You know, how is this going to affect? Like at work, I I just said I can't milk anymore. Because there we milk 300 cows and a milking mm-hmm. shift is five hours long. Oh my so god! So you Non-stop, figure you take yeah. those numbers that we just figured out. You go 300 cows with those four squirts for four teats, and you do that for five hours. That. Like That your is going to be, by the way, the next sample hands, we're using from the podcast. Your hand. 5,400 pulls per shift. Stop. Okay, Rain, Rain Man. man. <laughs> it is. Shut the fuck up. God damn it. They hurt. Wow. I mean, oh, for sure. I mean, and it's so not like the you're one switching time, hands. It's the well, same you will. No, well, you, you do. Okay. So you're, you're I'm really s- impressed by Josh's I know. fucking mask case right now. So you, I know. So you split that up. He's not up. even high. <laughs> you split yeah. that up, and it, it does take a little bit of a burden off of them, but at the same time, it, it just it, it took me about two months. Mm-hmm. Um, I did one milking shift when I came back uh, to this job that I'm at now, and it took me two months to recover from that. Yeah. Really? I bet. Yeah. And you got to wow. think you're up and down constantly because you got to get up, grab the thing, get down. You got to, like you said, clean it. There's a lot of other things that go into it rather than just Well, so it. here we're, we milk in a parlor. Oh, okay. So the cows come in come and they're in actually in an elevated yeah, stance. Yeah. So now your hands are always up. Right. Mm-hmm. So now your traps and everything are just, mm-hmm. they're on this. fire. Because like, yeah. like the day. guys, the guys that do it every day, they're used to it. Right. But you know, they're not power lifters on no. the side. So when you when you when you're a, 
a lifter and your muscles are naturally a little bit more tight and then all of a sudden you're putting it into a foreign kind of a position for hours on end oh it just trashes you yeah mm-hmm. so for me like just being a, doing ceilings my arms are always above my head so my traps are so tight all the time i have to think about not using them like i'll literally like i'm like this all the time my shoulders are always raised just because i'm not thinking about it. i always have to think about pulling my shoulder blades down and because back. it's what you do every day right right yep. just because they they overcompensate for everything just because i'm always in that position so yep. i right. can relate to that big time but and it, uh, now would you so a five-hour shift did you have to do it just the one time that day yeah okay, okay. yeah because we deal we, we have by the way it's 4800 pulls not 56 or whatever i said just saying because we have we have shifts and we have uh em, you know other employees and we have days off mm-hmm. and stuff like that so we were I was filling in for somebody else, and after that, sh- after that one shift, I said, I, I can't do this anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't expect me to milk. <laughs> and I think that's something other athletes don't consider, because I'll have athletes come in after work, and they're like, I don't understand why I can't you know, deadlift this or pick this up or whatever, and they're just not considering that what they're actually doing at their job. Yeah, even what you do con- for eight hours right. straight has an effect. Yeah, even if it's low impact, low day. intensity, yeah. high volume. It's well, I really, I don't think it, it doesn't matter what you do because I think people that sit at a desk all day, oh, yeah, they yeah. have their own struggles. Mm-hmm. It's called hip mobility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, John and I both have dealt with hip and leg and knee pains that are, they're not coming from having, like, uh, John thought he had a massive knee injury. He goes and has an, John is a cop and sits in a squad yeah. car all day. All, the, all day long, yeah, yeah. right? He's got muscle viruses in his quads. He's also sitting with all that gear on too so he's not even sitting in a normal position you know and he thought he had like some kind of a massive tear or something here he just has swollen cartilage Mm -hmm. and they're trying to tell him he can't you know whatever whatever for so long those things are created from all that tightness that's in everywhere else Mm -hmm. from the shortened um hamstrings from sitting for so long and everything else it's just absolutely unbelievable how much we kill our bodies for the gym when we're not in the gym. Yeah. Oh yeah. My my biggest um, from what I do every day, I struggle to recover from just as much from as I do the gym. Oh if yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because what I do on the farm, I'm the feed manager, so I take care of all the feed preparations, and I take care of all the feed the feed piles, and I take care of the data system and blah blah blah. Um, but right now, my half of my day is is mixing the feed. Okay. So I I'm jumping in and out of payloaders, cab tractors, <laughs> skid steers. And that's all foot movement. Yeah. Yep. And so one of the other issues when I, when I was talking about going to wide stance is because I have knee issues. Mm. Um, and why that is because I have overly tight quads and zero ankle mobility, um, super tight shin. From because, jumping out of the cabs all the time. Well, that and foot movement. Yeah. Because you're you're breaking brake gas, brake gas, brake right. gas. Skid steers are foot pedals. So you're mm-hmm. constantly, you're doing all this footwork and you're jumping in and out. Then I wear boots all day every day. I was going right? to say yeah. one thing for Rigid. me is the boots because the boots, because they go all the way up around your ankle, it doesn't allow for as much dorsiflexion in your foot when you right. walk. So you are naturally losing a little bit of that mobility just because the boot kind of takes care of it for you. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're in tennis shoes, your foot and your you, your foot goes through that right. full range of motion. And and for me, like that's one thing I've had to refocus on is ankle mobility because yeah. I'm constantly, that's a constant battle that I'm mm-hmm. fighting. And it took me, so when I first sold my cows and I actually moved down to Broadhead, Wisconsin, and I worked on a 2000 cow dairy. That's when I spent that time there. Um, but at that time, I went right into mixing feed for 12 hours a day. So I was running payloader and tractors for 12 hours a day. 
all of a sudden my shins were on fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't know what's going on because I didn't really understand how, you know, because I had driven paylors and tractors right. all my life, but to do it that long. Right. Like, the volume was. To go from what you were doing to. Yeah. Quite So when I was getting volume. ready for, for Atlanta in 2016, yeah. I was going to go to Raw Nats. And a month out, I got into, uh, I started getting into my doubles and singles. And my knee just gave like it was done. Yeah, because really. everything was so tight that uh, <coughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't uh, tear anything, but it strained it to a point of um, what was happening is the quad got so tight that it was actually pulling on the knee joint itself yeah, because the ankle wasn't doing its job. Yep, and <laughs> it, it it just kind of uh, self combusted, and yeah, it, it ended up. So what that, what do you do now to mitigate that problem? So Cole talks about he works on that dorsiflexion. Do you have specific drills or exercises or? Um, it's there's a lot of different things I've tried. Uh, the biggest things I do massage therapy okay. every week yeah, because yeah. anything that I try, like I'll spend an hour before every workout just to get my body to open up, uh, move a little bit, and uh, it's nothing. It's like throwing a penny at a freight train. And it, 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 it's, I like that. That's a great one. <laughs> I like that. I love that. And cause I'll take, I mean, I get into a PVC pipe, those mm -hmm. super hard, um, like softball size balls. Okay. And I'm just in there pounding yeah. on it, just trying to get things to move. Cause, because then, um, the fact that my left side is so much tighter, I have a horrible rightward shift. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I bet. Um, so with the massage therapist, he's able to get in there and get things to actually start to flow. Um, and the one time, so so then, like, when I hurt my neck, uh, I, I couldn't afford him. So, like, I took six weeks off. And in that six weeks, the, the quad and the, and the muscles associated with that knee issue, they did not recover to the point where I'd actually built an adhesion in there. Mm. And, and Wow. Stagnant. Yeah, and then stagnant. I and then I actually did, uh, and I sprained my knee again in December yeah. trying to get away from you know, trying to save money and trying to get yeah. around all this stuff. And um, so, uh, yeah. Have you ever tried Graston? Uh, I've heard of it, but I haven't tried it. That's something that, I, you know, everyone had talked about for a long time. And I finally tried it myself because the symptoms that you're talking about are exactly what myself, Batterberry, a couple of us have had where we don't, the pain is in the knee area, but it's not technically the knee that's hurting. Right. It's those ligaments and those tendons are so tight and they're pulling on things in a way that it's pulling that knee out. And that's what's causing the pain when we're doing our lifts because everything else is tight. And I went in and I had her do grass and she did a lot of it on the outside of my knee and it gets into that scar tissue. And um, it's relatively inexpensive. It's uh, it's actually done by my chiropractor here in town. And I saw amazing relief. And especially with increasing my flexibility, that's when she also went down and started to realize that that lower calf area and down into my Achilles area was so ex extensively tight as well. So I had a couple sessions where it was like 25 bucks a session. And uh, she went in and worked. It hurts like hell. Like imagine you work out with Ken Grack, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's an asshole with mobility. It sucks, but it's the most amazing thing at the same time. Mm -hmm. I went to his clinic, and um, think about that times <coughs> like 20. It's going to hurt, right. but they get in, and think of it as like an extra intense massage session just on those really tight, almost scar-tissued-like areas. Holy cow. Like I would highly recommend um, at least giving it a try once, mm -hmm. and um, I couldn't believe the relief that I felt almost, and the best part about Graston, and same thing with um, with getting muscle therapy done, 
you don't have to take a break. Like, in fact, it's good to go get it done before you go lift yeah. because then you can go in and retrain that body in the right positions. And they actually want you to like a, mm-hmm. a good chiropractic adjustment. They want you to go home and rest it, ice it. Then you hit in the next day. Graston, she was like, no, awesome. You're going into the gym next. Right. Do it. Go, we go, go. You. We got you loosened yeah. up. So now Are you go familiar with what they're doing? So, so they take like a, like an oil and they put it over your skin, but then they have this metal stainless steel wand of some sort and they literally scrape back oh, and yeah. forth. I've done scraping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done, so I've done dry needling. I've done mm-hmm. acupuncture. I've done cupping. I've done soft tissue, deep tissue. Um, and, uh, so, okay. Now that we've talked about like where I've been, what I've gone through the last year. So when, when I talked about going wide stance, mm-hmm. that was also why. Because yeah. with wide stance, I, I don't have to require nearly as much for my dorsiflexion. Right, right. Because as I go narrow, I ha- it takes a lot more knee travel for right, me to, right. to maintain that bar position. Um, and then, so, <clears throat> but I wasn't able to maintain my strength being wide. And then I went back to narrow. Um, I've seen a couple people um, on Instagram talk about, you know, it seems like a big cue out there is always push out your knees. Yeah. And to me, I think I was trying so hard to push my knees out. I actually overextended that. Okay. So I actually started to really focus on letting my my body, my knees travel where they wanted to go, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And not purposely try to push them out because I mm-hmm. think I was pushing beyond yeah. where they were really capable of. Um, and well, th- and especially too, if you said you naturally have that narrow stance, then your knees yeah. are probably going to naturally track a little bit more forward than everybody else. Right. Versus out really wide too. Right. So. And if you, a lot of people, when they hear push out, they're going to push so much that they put so much emphasis on the blades of their feet. Yes. Where like none of their big toe is touching right. the ground. Right. And then you're causing some real knee shearing. Yes. Right. And so like in December, I'm pretty sure I, I sprained my patella tendon where, where mm. that's, that was what really got inflamed or, or I mean, I couldn't squat the bar after mm, that wow. happened. Yeah. Um, and then when we talk about going from three to six days a week. Um, with six days a week, it seems like also keeping the body in motion, if that makes yeah. sense, where, because it, you take a day, a really big day, and then you don't train, but it seems like it would really like warm up and then go back into that solidified. Yep. Stiff, Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, the fact that I go in every single day and I've, I've, I've actually been able to take out a lot of my warm ups mm-hmm. and a lot of the, the exercises and, and things that I've had to do in the past to really get my body to start working right. I'm in, I'm getting into a function where it's just more walk in. Yeah. yeah. That's and, uh, and that's one thing that I actually prescribe some of my athletes too is like, if you are consistently feeling so torched, like the day after a squat session or something, go in and do some active recovery. Do some that's probably body gonna, weight squats. Yeah, yeah, that's probably gonna help you more than just doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Like getting moving. Like, like for Brooke, we literally added. She's squatting every day. She's in the gym now, just because for her it took it takes her so long to get through her mobility and everything mm-hmm. like that. It's like you know what. And one, you need to get, you just need to get better at squatting. Right. So it's like the, the, she's got two specific squat days, but other than that, it's just like, this is literally like just a movement pattern thing where very low intensity, very, very yep. low yeah, you intensity. Take, I mean, cause you look at your three factors of programming of your, your volume, your frequency and your intensity, you know, you can do two at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. if you wipe out the intensity and you're just focusing on the reps, because it takes how many, they talk about how many reps 
it takes to get into a habit and get get into that natural motion. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I definitely would uh, I would agree that going if you squat every day, you're you're bound to get better. Right. Right. But well, we're not saying. Do, do you know how fucking terrible squatting every day is? Yes, I do. do you know fucking yes. terrible. Yeah, yes, but there's I a do. Diff, there's, a, but <laughs> there's a difference. I do. I mean, I do between five and seven squat sessions a week. Terrible. Okay. Okay. Terrible. But the thing too but, is, it also is going to depend on the athlete you're talking about. Yeah. Like for me, but I'm really good at squatting. I'm still really new. I've only been. It's only been about a year and a half that I've been powerlifting, and about halfway through last year. I had an injury. Yeah. I did. I tore my meniscus. And so um, I didn't actually start, get to start actually squatting, squatting with even, like, I couldn't even look at the goddamn bar until what, almost January. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm retraining my body in more like mentally, physically, and also just trying to get that frequency load back in. And for someone who like you, Kip, who you uh, have a, a stronger load. You've been you've been doing it much longer than I have. You got that load. You got oh, that for strong God's load. Sake. You know son? what, you guys? Keep <sighs> talking. <laughs> anyway, my point is, squatting every day for you might not necessarily always be the answer because, well, shit, you're He's in a totally different zone. He's right. already good at squatting. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to retrain your body how to do it. Right. I do. Like my body literally was like, I don't remember how right. to do this. But yeah. would you say that by increasing your frequency? So let's actually rewind that. When you were lifting three times a week and you were squatting all three of those days, did you ever feel like you had to reteach yourself because you were so stiff or you were so, or like from day to day you had to change your stance or you can be more consistent now or anything like I'm that? I'm way more consistent okay. now. Like your squat form is just way better now than yeah. it was three yeah, times. Yeah, I think yeah. if you were to even ask my coach, he's just, he, it, things have really changed yeah. in 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 that three months, three, four months that we're at now, things mm-hmm. have really changed to where consistency is in every single yeah. session. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, but it's not so much that I had to retrain myself, but the the amount of effort I had to put in to get my to get my body at the point of being fluid. Yeah. Um, fluid seems to be the term to use now. I don't right. know why, but... Because um, that's what it feels like. Yeah. yeah. It literally does. It's kind of like, I talk with Cole all the time, how it's funny to watch the amount of weight it takes me to put on the bar before they feel perfect. Like if I have anything less than like a 115 on the bar, they all just feel like trash. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you get the, as you get stronger, you feel there's that specific amount of weight that goes on the bar. And I think you talked about it being a counterbalance almost that all of a sudden it just feels smooth. Yeah. Like my bar flows. path, my bar path is shit until about 315. Me Just too. Because yeah, I'm exactly. so like you're almost using that. <laughs> you no, you, I really think you are. And yeah. and and, the, and when you go to like that three days a week, or you squat one day a week, it takes more time and energy to get your body to, or it's going to be less weight to find right. the groove. To find that groove, right. because there was a couple years that I trained with Sean Kane. Um, who was a legendary USAPL lifter, and he would just go, "Your warm ups are complete shit. Yeah, they're just sheer trash." Yeah, he goes, "Yeah, you you need about four plates just to just to look decent." Right, <laughs> right. Well, and would you say that when there's only three plates on the bar, you just don't care that much? No, because it's only three. No, plate? no? I think I think if yeah. you're a lifter that constantly struggles, mm-hmm. struggles staying healthy, struggles. Struggles with consistency, struggles with everything. I mean, and now when we talk about being an open and having this life, you go into the gym with a different mindset. Okay, and yeah. even for me, like I'm, I'm serious from the bar yeah, right. on. Yep. <clears throat> because um, yeah. I can't afford, I can't afford to Miss, have two like, and a quarter or like I go two seventy five to three eighty five. If I make any jumps, I have to be serious about any weight yeah. because for me, like I could easily 
throw my knee off at any given time. Yeah. Right. Right. Over a stupid. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like Scott and his what four hundred five deadlift or whatever yeah. that was, and he flipped his hand. Flip. Well, no, his back. Oh, okay. remember he hurt his yeah, back yeah, right yeah. before yeah. he went to the Arnold, yeah. and yeah. it was it wasn't even on a heavy weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like my body is kind of like a sheet of glass, so I have to take. Mm-hmm. I have to everything that I do. I have to make sure I take care of it. Treat mm-hmm. lightweight like it's heavy. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what I do. It's it was so funny, <laughs> like. There's uh, I lifted with someone who wasn't used to lifting or didn't lift with me very often. And they were like, why do you make every single like, why do you make even lightweights like you make it look heavy, like you're getting ready to lift a heavyweight? Because he's I'm weak like, as fuck. I'm like, well, that's actually I'm glad you said that because that tells me I'm doing something right. Yeah. It's because mm-hmm. I'm practicing. I'm going through that whole setup like it is fucking 600 pounds so you're that when I get to 600 yeah. pounds, I don't need to think about it. And that brings up something. That I wanted to, I talked to Ben about this the other day, but Which just ben? like Lawrence. Oh, Binks. But uh, something that, because Ben and I'm the same way, I don't know about you, Kip, but I am a overthinker when it comes, like if I get in my head about like technique and stuff while I'm lifting, it's almost game over. Like I just overthink stuff too much. So what I was telling him, because he does the same thing, is like during your setup, like all the way up to the point where you take your breath and brace, all the like your walkout, your you're making sure your feet set, set is set and all that. That's when you think about your technique. And then the second you take that air into brace, it's literally game time, and you shouldn't be thinking about anything but like applying the most amount of force possible into the bar at the right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there, like I just use I have to use that as like a mental shut off to like turn my brain off and just. Fucking lift, and I've and I recently got to that point, and that's when I really, I I really learned how to to generate that full body tension, mm-hmm. fire everything, mm-hmm. and uh, not thinking about my knees as much, pushing out, just letting my maintain focus on maintaining tension and not bomb squatting. Yeah, and you know just go. Yeah, it, yeah. It, there, there definitely comes a point when you reach that level of. Uh, because you will, you will overthink everything. A level right. of comfort. You can well, almost yeah. relax enough to just work on that timing. Right. And you can spend that time from when you're warming up from the bar all the way up to that set. Those warm up sets are the time that you think about that. But then once you get to that working set, your mind should turn off and you sh- it should just be game time. Mm-hmm. Well, but, uh, and and it's good um, for me. I you know videos and coach because if mm-hmm. I I always have I keep my I keep my coach accountable for my technique. So I try not to I try not to over obsess about my technique in the gym if this makes sense. Like I try not to spend too much time critiquing myself. I right. try to focus right. on getting my work done because you, otherwise I'll, I'll have a 3-hour session in right. just my squat. Cuz you're still just at your videos so much. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I always preach to people have a coach and have that other set of eyes because just focus on getting the work done. You know, trust in what you trust where you are right now in the form that you have and execute, focus on executing in the gym and then worry about the critique and the overthinking Mm -hmm. later. Absolutely. Yeah. We just talked about that on the last podcast when we were doing a kind of a form check. Yeah. Where when your coach tells you, you know, this is what you need to change, use that to get you to the next level. When you're in the gym, you're at a certain level, just be at that level outside of the gym you can start to think about how do i get to that next level and and that coach can help you with right that. Yeah. right yeah and i think uh 
uh, one of the things about the younger lifters is they don't have that patience. Right. There's a lot of lifters that don't have that patience where they need to either fix things or how in the process of how we get better as lifters, it takes a process of, of elim- process of elimination, trial and error. Mm-hmm. And a lot of lifters aren't willing to go through that where with my coach that I have now, um, you know, we've done a really good job of nitpicking mm. and just say, let's focus on this now. We're going to just keep on doing this, this, and this. And, and I mean, but there also is accountability in, in the lifter self to, to learn their body. Cause right. I actually reached a point where I was like, all right, we got to throw out this wide stance. Mm-hmm. It's working. Mm-hmm. It's crossing over to my deadlift, but there's no way we're ever going to go comp. And right. so, <laughs> and there's one, I mean, and we talked about this off the air today, but it's like as a coach too, there's a lot of times where a lifter will send me their sets and it looks fine. And like, mm-hmm. that's okay too. Like as a coach, I feel like I'm always like, I always feel the need to critique something, but there's a lot of the times where I've been with a lifter for a while and their shit just looks good. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey, it looks good. And I feel like they're always like, but is there anything I can do better? It's like, well, trying to, but yeah. not real. I mean, I'm not going to just say shit just to say shit, mm-hmm. you know? But now, but so that, but that brings up a good, uh, it's, uh, that's a great point to be at though for mm-hmm. a coach, because now with my coach, now we're working on nutrition mm-hmm. yep. right. because, uh, well, that's what I pay for. But for you, you could be like, well, how are we executing things outside? How are you right. doing your auxiliaries? Mm-hmm. How yeah. are you doing your recovery? Right. I mean, because if we got these big boxes checked, now we can start to look at the other stuff. And, and that's dial and, and that because in. that that brings in a whole nother level of progress for some of these lifters where they might be they might be maximizing themselves where they're at. They might be at a peak or how can we, you know, as a coach, how can you start looking at what's going on outside of the primaries mm-hmm. to yep. get them to their next step? Yeah, right. for sure. Well, two things that have come up um, just with me working with you, Cole, um, that have significantly changed, uh, especially one of them over the last couple of weeks. I remember talking to you and you're like, well, maybe you just need to warm up more, Brooke. And I was like, Oh my God, good point. And since I am rehabbing the squat, you know, I don't have a lot of weight on the bar. So what did that force me to do? It forced me to take smaller increments of gains on the bar as I was warming up. And so when you go back and look, instead of going, you know, bar to then straight to 95, then straight to 115 and trying to bang out some sets. Now it went bar Mm -hmm. and it goes to 85, then 105, then one. And then I kind of decrease it. And all of a sudden I'm noticing not only am I feeling more comfortable in my working sets, my body is is catching on a lot faster. (coughs) And I'm, I'm starting to see some really great strength gains out of it too, because I slowed down yep. my warm-ups well, and on the flip side i have a guy who does my nutrition and he also he's a body bodybuilder and i love accessories which is a rare occurrence evidently um but i was smart enough to look at cole and go here's the deal if i'm going to work with him you need to work with him too what can i and can i do and there were some things that were um, potentially being programmed for me that would have been detrimental to what i needed in my lifts so like when you mentioned accessories it's a great thing to talk to your coach about because sometimes you know, we're all kind of gym nerds and you'd be like, well, that person's over there doing that. So I'm going to do that. That might not be what you need to do right. to become better. Like Cindy, when we did the uh, the form check, you guys mentioned the fact that, you know, she might need to work on some quad work to help build up some of that quad strength and stuff like that, where maybe she's been doing totally the opposite thing right. that maybe her body needs right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would recommend um, if you do have a lifter where their primaries look great, then I would start asking the questions. Okay. How are your, how are your accessories going? Um, throw me a couple of videos of how those are going or just to, just to form check those yeah, because, sure. because I mean, how many lifters 
on average save save fuck their accessories. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a there's lot. there's especially or do core. them badly think, or do them really badly. Oh yeah. yeah, and I think I think we're all guilty of it. Yeah. Um, and you know, I would if they want to get critiqued on something, there's always something to critique on right. a lifter. Yeah, it for does. Sure. And once and I think I mean, obviously, we always focus our main attention to the primaries, but after that. What else can I find? If you want me to critique you, I can dig something out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> seriously. No, that's all. That's I'm definitely going to take note of that right. because I can pull, I can definitely pull some of that. And and, and, and so what I do with my coach, um, because I have an iPhone, because I'm cool like that. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. <laughs> I, so on tech. my notes, on my Gosh. notes, Them droids are taking over. I actually log. No. I think we. I'm sure we all do, but I actually log every workout. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I date everything. I put my start time. I put my meters I put on when I roll. I put my finish time so he can see how long it took me. Right. Then I put down the entire workout on my notes. And then I put uh, the amount of weight, what RP I felt it was. So then he sees the videos. He can relate to how I view that RPE. <laughs> so right. he can kind of start to see how... Whoa, what the Sorry, I turned you? you down. I'm sorry. I was trying to turn Cole down because he was coughing. Sorry. So that makes sense. That yeah. He can start to see, yep. the coach can see how I look at my RPs. Right. And then at the same time, I put down my accessories and I put down my weights. Yep. So then that way, because then he, he told me, because I, I do bent over rear delt flies. Mm. Yep. Yes. Okay, right? And I, I can only do it with fives. Yeah. That's okay. If yeah. you do them and right. He, and, yeah. Yeah. And... And then, um, <coughs> and then there was something else Jesus. and, and he's seen this, he goes, I need you to start trying to progress in that mm-hmm. because we were doing sets of twenties every week and I'm only doing them with fives. And I'm like, that's all I can do to do them properly, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and it brought up conversation. Yeah. So I, you know, as, <coughs> as a coach Cole, I would definitely say it's a great, it's something great yeah, to look for sure. at. And especially now since, um, Cause I mean, I just started the whole online coaching thing not too long ago. So, but You're now so cool. <laughs> he's like super I, cool. You have no idea. <laughs> he's like the most basic bitch of coaches. But, Sometimes you get a Starbucks card from him when you get new programming. I'm kidding. But now uh, it's for Rockstar. Now what I've been doing now that I have I've been having clients for this longer period of time, and like you like I said earlier, they're getting really good at their lifts now is a, a good point where we can focus in on some of that other stuff so mm-hmm. i found out two days ago um because one of my buddies is a bodybuilder <laughs> in the gym and usually we just shoot the shit and have to go like i gotta go lift right well i'm a really big fan of cable chest flies i love cable chest flies and i was always kind of intimidated by the fact that i'm surrounded by all these big freaking beef dudes right well i had been lifting i'd been using way too high of a weight to get the proper muscle activation that I needed. And it took him looking at me and he goes, hey. And it was funny because I hadn't even started him yet. And he goes like, don't you just hate it? And I feel like he knew what I was about to do. So we kind of set it off or, mm. off, off point, sort of, however you want to call it. He goes, don't you just hate it when people like, they just have to have bigger numbers on the cable when really if the weight was lower, they could really focus on their muscle activation right. better. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, turn mine down. But it was amazing because not only... Did I get the proper form where I was coming straight in front of my body with the crossover, mm-hmm. you know, the hand crossover? But I could feel the perfect activation in my chest muscles, like that really good inner squeeze for the first time in a long time. Right. And all I did was decrease it five pounds. Right. And exactly. Like, it's funny how many people will go through the motions and they don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. They don't talk to anybody. They don't do their homework. And so when you're lucky enough to have a coach like you have or have a coach like Cole and who is going to look at all of it. Like if I send, if I were to send Cole 
every one of my sets of accessories, he would absolutely tell me, here's what I think and what I don't think. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to roast the fuck out of him when he gets back because he did not put his phone, his phone on silent. On. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So what I have to say for Kip is it's nice that you're actually tracking how long your workouts take because for a coach that can say so many things too. If Oh, I'm totally guilty. I'm yeah. totally guilty of fucking off on my phone or I and I will spend yeah. I will spend an hour plus just trying to get my body to move. Yeah. And that would lead to five hour, four or five hour workout mm -hmm. on my big SBD days. Right. And so yeah, I and I would and I even had a, a spot where I had how long it took me to warm up. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But again, so, if, if you're spending five hours you're not getting a lot of density in, right? A lot right. of training density. Oh, let's try to make it into four. That right. can make so, your athletes so then, change so, so much. then that brings in the question. It's like, so how long are you, how long is it in between sets? Or how mm -hmm. long is it, you know? Exactly. Yeah, it can start to ask so many questions right. for or the Or you coach. say, well, sometimes it's three minutes, but sometimes it's 15 because I got into a conversation or I was on my phone on Instagram or, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that and happens a lot. That happens a lot. Well, or and that's important. I got caught looking at my own videos because I was trying to critique myself and, and I got and my so head. When I, when I or my gym crush came in and, uh, and I couldn't Shut fucking up, leave concentrate. Me alone. That leave happens me alone. to me once in a while. Sorry, Courtney. I do it all the time. I'm horrible about it. I get distracted. Yeah. Those so, chicks, when they walk in with those gym sharks, I'm kidding. <laughs> I want to. I want to. Chicks when they come in here. with their white leggings with red thongs on. Mm. Okay. Gross. God, Gross. I just can't stop looking. On the next coaches collaboration podcast. I want to know how Kip got into powerlifting. That always interests me. Nowadays, I would call you like you're like an OG because you were doing it before it was fucking popular. It's, it was. The Coaches Collaboration Podcast. What do you mean you haven't subscribed yet? What the hell are you waiting for? Come on, y'all. The Coaches Collaboration Podcast is brought to you by Salutum Health and Performance. Take your full power potential to a new level online at salutumhp.com.